Bloomberg Law with June Grosso and Michael Best. On demand via our Bloomberg Radio Plus app. Free for iPhone and Android devices. John, now it's time for our daily Bloomberg Law Brief, exploring legal issues in the news today. Bloomberg Law host Greg Storr discusses a Supreme Court case that will decide whether cheerleading uniforms can be copyrighted under federal law. He speaks to Susan Scafidi, director of the Fashion Law Institute, and Christopher Bucafusco, a professor at Cardozo Law School, who filed an amicus brief on the case. Susan, uh, let me start with you. And before we delve into the, the issues in the case, let's just start with something basic. What is the significance of copyright protection to the fashion industry? In other words, how common is it for someone to claim that a garment has copyright protection? Fashion actually has very little copyright protection, but what has been established for almost 60 years now is that surface designs, fabric prints, lace patterns, those kinds of two-dimensional designs definitely have protection in fashion. And that is a big deal for fashion designers, again, because they have so little protection otherwise. Chris, what's what's the core problem in this case with, with Varsity's claim of copyright protection in your view? As Professor Scafidi said, uh, there's an interesting challenge between two kind of relatively well-accepted positions in copyright law. On the one hand, the design of a garment is, by all accounts, agreed to be not protectable because it's too functional, or at least the relationship between the function and the aesthetics of the garment are too intricately interwoven. On the other hand, it's generally accepted that, uh, as Professor Scafidi says, the two-dimensional designs on, say, a fabric pattern, roses, flowers, um, things like that, would be protectable if they're original. Uh, So the question here, then, is what are these stripes and chevrons? Uh, And our argument in the case is that even though they're two-dimensional, they still do important three-dimensional work. They still function three-dimensionally because they influence the way the wearer is perceived. Susan, I I gather you don't agree with that argument. Tell me uh, where you think uh, Chris went wrong. No, of course, everything that one wears influences the way the wearer is perceived. Fashion is at base a form of communication. It is creative communication at one level from the designer, and then when it's worn, there is a second level of communication that occurs. Um, and so the fact that the a, a garment influences the way one is perceived is almost a given, whether it's communicating that you are married or part of a particular profession or a fan of a particular sports team, or in this case, in some cases, a cheerleader. That is Susan Scafidi, director of the Fashion Law Institute, and Christopher Bucafusco, a professor at the Cardozo Law School, speaking to Bloomberg Law host Greg Store. You can listen to Bloomberg Law weekdays at 1 p.m. Wall Street time here on Bloomberg Radio. And that is this morning's Bloomberg Law Brief. You can find more legal news at BloombergLaw.com and BloombergBNA.com. Attorneys will find exceptional legal research and business development tools there as well. Visit BloombergLaw.com and BloombergBNA.com for more information. You can listen to Bloomberg Law weekday afternoons at 4.30 p.m. Eastern in New York on Bloomberg 1130, in Boston on 1200 a.m. and 94.5 FM HD2, in San Francisco on 960 a.m. and 103.7 FM HD2, and Sirius XM Satellite Radio Channel 119.